0: One, two, three. Let's oh, go. Cool.
1: Welcome to the Cutdown, a podcast all about the art of trailer editing. This is episode number twenty-nine. I'm Derek Liu. And I'm Rick Thomas. And we are back in the year 2021 with a new episode. The last one was in August. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot going on. The pandemic is still going. Vaccines are trickling out. How you been doing, Rick?
0: Yeah, good. I've just got very used to this way of life. Like everyone says like, oh, how, you know, how are you doing? But like, I kind of miss every time that everyone emerges because we are just very on lockdown, I guess, until we get a vaccine. And nothing really <laughs> nothing really changes. And I've got very used to it. and. um I just think the other day I went into like, I hadn't been going to the grocery store for a while and then I went into Trader Joe's and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like any kind of stimulation after this, is just gonna be amazing like going into a shop and uh, there isn't a grocery store and I'd be like oh my god oh, oh, this is like a museum
1: I can go into a restaurant not to just pick up the food that I ordered on the phone
0: yeah but uh, you know things there is sign of there is sign of life yeah I realize it's, it's pretty much to the to the week that I've been um, a week a year to the week that I started working from home um, and yet things are you know opening up movie theaters are opening up, you know. HBO is doing its its joint release, and and you know when when uh, Wonder Woman came out in that kind of hybrid model, everyone was saying everyone's going to watch it on streaming. And I think you know as the year of Warner Brothers doing this hybrid release goes, you know the the proportion of people seeing things like Tom and Jerry and uh, Godzilla versus Kong, the proportion over the year is going to going to change to less people streaming and more people getting back into theaters the second they can so um and, and it's safe so it's a, it's a really exciting time for things to start um cranking back up
1: yeah i whenever i look at those prices for a rental for the new releases like 20 dollars or almost 30 dollars, sometimes i just find myself thinking like do i really want to see it right now it's like i could just wait until maybe it's five dollars because I'm still going to get the same experience but yeah I'm, I'm excited to eventually get back into a theater and have the full experience um at, you know it's not like converting me to want to watch my premieres at home even if I have a nice tv
0: yeah I, I, I'm desperate to get back into a movie theater what I have really enjoyed is is the access to the kind of drama stuff that you know especially with kids like I wouldn't get out to the theater to see Minari probably um, I would get out to the theater to see Wonder Woman 1984 but like the ability to see those things things like Nomad Land, you know at early release like that's been really great and I'm happy to pay you know pay $20 to see those movies just because you know the, the buzz is around and it's award season and um and it's been great seeing a lot of that kind of Amazing work that's come out in the last year to that point given that we've had such a hiatus. What is your What's some of your like trailer highlights in the year that we've been uh, we've been away?
1: So I actually didn't really have a whole lot of trailer highlights to bring and the one that I have I just saw like a week ago. I wrote my about in my newsletter there's this new game called it takes two which is made by the people who made Brothers Tale of Two Sons and also A Way Out, uh, which I didn't play A Way Out, but I really loved Brothers. And this trailer um, is also for like a, a co-op game. It was really, really interesting because the first trailer for this game was not very interesting at all. It was just kind of like, Wacky fantasy adventure with a bunch of variety, but this this new trailer, which if you look it up on YouTube, it just you look up um it takes two we're better together trailer. It just does a really good job of interweaving the story and the gameplay in a way that sounds like really interesting and compelling. Is that our old vacuum cleaner? This would never have happened if you hadn't broken it. You
0: promised to fix me! Now you will both die!
1: So basically, you have these two characters who um, they're like a couple who is about to get divorced, presumably, and their daughter makes a wish for them to stay together. And they end up turning into like these dolls that she made of them. And now they're in this magical world, which was created from like their memories and emotions. And that's the basis for um, the the different levels that you go through and just really, really good job. Also uses this trailerized version of The Chain by Fleetwood Mac.
0: Let's keep on going. We got a relationship to feed What if we freeze to death first?
1: Use your magnet powers and the attraction will warm you up, baby. which I'm not a Fleetwood Mac like fan. I don't really know their music too well. I know the name, but uh, the trailerized version of that cue in there is really, really good. And just, it's a really, really well-made trailer. Um, So that is the one that's fresh in my mind right now.
0: Yeah, I like that. What I liked about it was um, this real, you know, in the short form you look at something and it looks like this, it's almost kind of cartoony, slapsticky kind of play. And then, but then you actually get this emotional heart to and it's lovely starting with that as well, and and saying you know the, the things that games are doing now that they probably weren't five to ten years ago. These emotional stories um, and rooting stuff in character, even though the gameplay might be silly, like it was really lovely. I didn't know whether the chain. I mean, maybe it could have been. It takes two. <laughs> it might have been a. Might have been a better key. I feel like the chain is probably overused post Guardians. Like I don't know whether it's you know, It's time to to. You're, you're able to bring it back obviously this is a different genre um but i mean anytime that you get to hear that song it's amazing
1: so what about you what were some of your favorites from the past year or so yeah
0: there's been a lot of great yeah there's been a lot of great stuff i mean obviously we're in the in the world of streaming so you get a lot of trailers and trailers don't have over the last year trailers haven't had the kind of lead time that they have um, we have this weird hangover where a lot of teaser trailers came out and then those movies just kind of disappeared from the slates you know like thinking back to, to bond which has been the kind of pinnacle of of things moving back you know that's had a couple of that's had a couple of trailers and, and even kind of one that came out again when people thought that things were going to be released in fall last year one that just really stuck with me and again it's probably more recent uh, is the uh, trailer for Judas and the Black Messiah. Repeat after me. I am... a revolutionary! I am a revolutionary! I am... Revolution. I am a revolutionary! I am a revolutionary! I am... which just had incredible sound design and looping the speech. You know, I am a revolutionary and just kind of building on that as a kind of tone piece, but you're getting the story in there as well. Um, yeah, that was just a a piece from last year that really, really stuck with me. And, um,
1: yeah, that was, that was definitely a a really good one. Just it, it sort of feels kind of minimal, but it just has so much to it just because of the strength of that performance and, and the speech. Uh, just juxtapose with the visuals. It's something that happens
0: in trailers a lot. Is you take a motif and you repeat it, uh, and you build and you build and you build on that. Um, you know, a horror does it a lot. Um, and actually, weirdly, one of the trailers we, um, that we might talk over in passing does it. Does it as well? One of the things on our on our topic of the day does it. But yeah, just that kind of cumulative effect that you get from something repeating and especially this you know when it's a speech it's a chant it's a kind of incantation um that really propels the the story um but yeah what what i'm talking about and what we're going to be talking about today uh this week marks the long-awaited release of the snyder Cut of release the snyder Cut of justice league uh, and justice league came out in 2017 oh my god uh the just justice league as it's being called now obviously Zack snyder the story is Zack Snyder had to step away from the production of Justice League for family reasons. Uh, and then the film was, was taken over, kind of half complete, uh, by Joss Whedon who, who delivered the movie. And then mad DC fans uh, campaigned to release the Snyder Cut for years and it was a bit of a punchline until it didn't become a punchline. And it got a 70 million dollar investment from Warner Brothers to release it on HBO Max. And that is happening now. And that's had its own trailers. But it made us kind of think we've done a podcast in the in the past about um about filmmakers, Christopher Nolan specifically, and we thought, you know, what is there anything in Zack Snyder trailers that is worth kind of commenting on and seeing and, and seeing how they differentiate from from other things? I mean, people have accused Zack Snyder of sometimes making better trailers than than he makes So it's definitely something interesting to kind of interrogate those trailers and see why they're working so well or what it is it about his films that work so well. And what do you think about um, the canon of Zack Snyder trailers?
1: The canon of Zack Snyder trailers, I'd say, has definitely a a very rich history of really standout uh, trailers because, I mean, just his visual style is, I think, uniquely suited to being put into a trailer. Um, and did he start with music videos originally? I don't actually remember his, know his background very well. Do you know?
0: I don't know his path. Maybe it was music videos or commercials. Um, it was interesting looking back on, on his trailers, cause I looked at Dawn of the Dead and I remember seeing Dawn of the Dead in theaters and it was kind of cool and, you know, intense. Vivian, honey, are you okay? Definitely not visually kind of where you expect him to go. So it's kind of like he, he, he did that, I guess. Yeah, that, that marks the, the first film of someone kind of moving from commercials and maybe playing it a bit, a bit straight. And when that was successful, kind of going, OK, well, now I'm going to bring those sensibilities that I learned from from whatever into movie into movie making.
1: Yeah. I mean, 300, the first teaser trailer, definitely made a a huge impact. I mean, also just became a a cultural thing just from Gerard Butler yelling, this is Sparta.
0: This is Sparta!
1: That nine-inch nails cue and um, just all those, like, really cool signature Zack Snyder slow motion shots with all the speed ramps uh, in there. All those things are things that are fun for trailer editors because, you know, we like to match visuals to the music and it's fun when the visuals have a lot of sort of varying speeds, literally. So with Zack Snyder movies, you have slow motion, you have sudden quick motion, you have like snappy action moments with like, you know, big swords and that sort of thing. And uh, I don't know, sparks flying through the air, just all just eye candy, which is, I mean, the stuff that trailers are made of. And his trailers, a lot of the, the most memorable, one, memorable ones, just feel very music video-like. It's like, okay, just just put on a really good music cue, and just let us sort of, like, luxuriate in these images. One thing I was thinking to myself while watching a bunch of these trailers was, it's almost as if his trailers are sort of like car commercials, and the characters that he's rendered into live action are the cars, so Then you're having these, like, lovingly, like, These shots, like lovingly caressing the the forms of these people, whether it's uh, the characters from 300 or Watchmen, where it's like, oh my god, you know these characters before they're 2D and in comics, but now they're they're real life people, and look at how shiny their costumes are. Let's just like sort of take a moment and just just look at them in slow motion, basically like a car. In in many ways, is is what I was thinking
0: yeah that's interesting the car commercial of a trailer well i mean yeah i mean that's that's two fundamental things what you have there is you have music and through all the through line for all of these trailers is you have these amazing music cues and these incredible visuals and it is almost a trailer maker's dream because you put them together and it just looks cool and it's amazing and you know a lot of hard work has gone into these to make the kind of coolest marriage of cue and visuals that you have. But um, just the visuals of 300, it's an absolute treat. And in the short form, you know, you have shots in there of the kind of wall of sea and them on a clip. it's like a painting. Um, and to only put that in there for a second or something like that, and then to flash to something else incredible, you're like, you're just kind of, your mind is blown. And I think to that point, I think that's a really interesting angle to, to look at these as that kind of simple, Visual pieces because actually, if you look at the storytelling as a through line for all of these trailers, if you look at 300 for an example, if you actually look at the trailer two for 300, that kind of does a more conventional through line of, of threading out the story.
1: We Spartans are descended from Hercules himself, taught never to retreat, never to surrender, taught that death in the battlefield is the greatest glory he could achieve in his life. Spartans
0: the finest soldiers the world has ever known. When you look at the teaser, it's very simple. The copy is taking you through these amazing graphics which fit in the the Frank Miller style. And I feel like this is probably around the time that Sin City came out, which also had an amazing kind of visual, Frank Miller, uh, an amazing trailer with these incredible visuals. Um, And very, very simple storytelling. It's, It's them versus us, a moment of, you know, you get these amazing moments of performance like you said Gerard Butler doing his most you know kicking the guy into the you know this is this is Sparta or the like we will our arrows will blot out the uh, the sun well then we will fight in the shade like it's storytelling because basically it's a very simple story. It's us versus them, and there's 300 of them um, against this this massive army, and that's great. And, and it's a, it was a real defining era for teaser trailers, I think, dovetailed with Zack Snyder things because you could just get away with, ama- you know, very simple, amazing visuals and kind of less story, more event kind of things. And I think that all of these kind of lean especially the teaser trailers, leading into that kind of event.
1: Yeah, something I say about game trailers is, when you're working with material where it's really easy to understand what is happening, which in the case of game trailers, it's something like, how does this game work? When it's really understand, easy to understand that, say for example, it's a shooter, it's pretty easy to understand a first person shooter game, then your style uh, can just go through the roof because you don't need to worry that it's going to confuse people because um, the editing is sort of cutting around any sort of game mechanics. But it's interesting because, you know, even the, like this, the teaser for Watchmen, you know, Watchmen is not as simple a story as 300, um, but just the, the Smashing Pumpkins song and the just visuals of uh, the superheroes there, um, are pretty much enough to carry it because you've never seen the characters rendered uh, in 3D, like in live action, well, visual effects before. So it's just cool to see it from that standpoint.
0: Watchmen isn't necessarily telling a story, but equally, like, again, you can be eventy with this. Yes, 300 didn't have as much of a following and a, and a kudos as Watchmen, but you know, you had these amazing visuals and it was very kind of simple to digest. And Watchmen does come with this baggage of like one of the most amazing graphic novels of all time and, you know, the, and visualized for the first. For the first time now i think both of those trailers the 300 teaser and the the watchman teaser were done by a trailer editor called david yokum um and i remember him talking about finding the cue for the watchman trailer on the soundtrack of maybe a batman movie and it was like a smashing the smashing pumpkins did a uh did a cue for a soundtrack and that and he'd heard it and always had it in the back of his mind as okay, this is going to go on something. And it, and it works so well, you know, the lyrics are doing the storytelling in there. Uh, the The pale princess comes, now the kingdom comes. It's kind of like Zack Snyder's movies do. You know, uh, If you look at Watchmen the movie, you've got the times they are changing uh, doing that kind of storytelling and he, he's a very kind of, and I don't know whether it's coming from music videos like you say, but he does a lot of kind of pop songs telling the story. Um, and I love that Watchmen teaser. There's just some really amazing kind of moments. There's a flag in the rain, like at a funeral, like a, a military funeral kind of going and it, and it flumps out. And it's on a beat, but it, it kind of has this kind of sound. Um, it's amazing. And then the dropout to God Help Us All and it comes back in. God Help Us All. amazing iconic teaser trailers one thing i don't love about the watchman teaser trailer is the way it kind of slows down at the end there's a big shot this was a real time of trailers where you would have the money shot at the end the big like hey here's our like this is where our vfx budget has gone if you think of uh the transformers 2 trailer where it's someone i've talked about it before but you know you've got this massive gigantic transformer taking down a freeway Uh, and you play that shot out for 10 seconds. And this is Dr. Manhattan's castle. And, but the track, but so you've got this kind of expanding castle, but the track is kind of winding down and it hasn't got a rise with it, like to, to counter the thing. So it's a very kind of, it's quite a bold move to almost kind of run down the energy at the end of a trailer. And I think it's only with a property this big that you could kind of do that.
1: The only other one I can think of is uh, the Return of the King trailer, which also has like a like a slowdown sort of thing. But it's not quite in the same way because it's still like reaching a climax, even though the music is slowing down. Because the editing in the Return of the King trailer, uh, it is still like showing like a montage of things, and then you have like Sam screaming like no. Actually, that could segue a little bit back into Zack Snyder because the person who edited that Return of the King trailer is uh, uh, trailer editor Jen Horvath, I believe. Yes. Who has edited many, many Zack Snyder trailers, including famously um, the Man of Steel trailers. And I was checking her website. um, Also worked on uh, Snyder Cut stuff and Batman v Superman.
0: And Sucker Punch. So you've got, yes, I mean, you have this incredible iconic editor um, known for kind of style and storytelling and and just kind of bringing something new and exciting to the mix and i think you you see that in sucker punch with this kind of definitely music video derived kind of kinetic jump cutty repeated shots editing that 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 works so well with the mood and tone and story of the film. And yet, so you have that, that incredible style that hadn't really been seen before and worked again so well with the music. While I'm talking about Sucker Punch, just one of the most beautiful moments of visual storytelling I've ever seen in a trailer. There's, I don't, I do not like crossfades. I do not like crossfades in it. We've talked about it before because you, you have a crossfade and there's some element which is just interfere by very nature it will interfere with something else unless you have like something very prominent on the right with a bit of negative space and then you segue to something on the left which is filling the negative space but there's there's some crossfades in the middle of sucker punch and it's when this frenetic style stops and you and because it's kind of you couldn't maintain that energy for two minutes and it kind of there's there's an explosion of a disco ball and it slows down in the queue and then there's a crossfade there's a someone's leg when they're dancing to a metronome and then the movement of the metronome dovetails to a crossfades to a plane wing and then that plane wing becomes a dragon wing and it's just the most beautiful sequence of shots This is your journey. If you succeed, it will set you free. And then you have brilliant examples of, so that's kind of movement that's going across these fades. And then you have some amazing eye tracking when someone jumps and the place where they're jumping to is the place where the dragon fire comes out of in the next in the next shot um, but the point i'm making there is that you have this kind of incredible stylistic editing for sucker punch and she also did the incredible um red band trailer for the first kingsman which again is that kind of jump cut action and yet you also have these beautiful artistic trailers for man of steel man of steel teaser just what a trailer and like you said return of the king it's the music from return of the king And this was in an era on trailers no one was using cues from other films before it hadn't been done and yet you know and and maybe they got to a point where they were using it and they were like oh well obviously we're going to have to rescore this at some point and get something similar but then they used it and they were like well you know let's just use it and it's superman but You've got this Terence Malick imagery, you've got the thing that they did where it's two narrators, you get his two dads narrating it, you have the Costner version, you have the Russell Crowe version, Um, the kid with his hands on his hips, and just this, you know, and the tone doesn't shift in it until the point where you have that amazing shot of him going through the clouds. So that's one incredible Man of Steel trailer. Sorry, I'm gonna, like, this is like my specialist subject. Like, the trailers, and then, and you're like, how do you follow that? When you look at the 300 trailer, the 300 trailer 2 kind of can't beat that teaser trailer so it just kind of does it again it's like okay we're going to use the same cue and they probably tried to do something to beat it and and they couldn't and so they used the same trailer and they were like the same cue and they're like well we're going to put some story but Man of Steel every trailer just builds and builds and the the trailer too has this incredible moment it's got a cue from again a cue from another movie It's, uh, it's the cue Storm from Elizabeth the Golden Age and this moment of his hand on the ground and it's kind of vibrating and it goes and that's where the music comes out and this is this operatic thing whoever that man is he's going to change the world you think all right well okay you like where can you possibly go and then trailer three you bring in the han zimmer superman cue which is from the movie which normally you wouldn't necessarily use because we don't necessarily use film score because it isn't the best thing for trailers and yet just again this incredible trailer with a, with another amazing cue and i uh, i cannot um fanboy enough over jen horvath and every one of those Man of Steel Treaders. You will help them accomplish wonders.
1: You believe your son is safe?
0: I will find him!
1: My father believed if the world found out who I really was. It reject me. He was convinced that the world wasn't ready. What do you think? The Man of Steel trailers, like as an arc, they have a really, really good um sort of pace of releasing information. Like that first teaser trailer, yeah, with that voiceover from Russell Crowe. They show so so little. Uh, of like you know actual superman because they know that you want to see that but of course you see him sort of like in plain clothes and like the very end you get that little shot of him uh you know going through the air like a jet and it has that sort of like that air distortion thing around him um just like a little tease and then the second one we just get uh sort of a little bit more of that it's still though spending like a lot of time just um sort of centered around this uh, like school bus moment.
0: My son was in the bus. He saw what Clark did. You have to keep this side of yourself a secret.
1: What was I supposed to do? Just let him die? Maybe. Still just teasing a little bit more of Even Superman just like walking around and then yeah the like you said the the flying part really is like the explosion of energy and also sort of release of tension in that as people watching this and wanting to see Superman you know fly and everything because I don't know how long it had been since the the Brad Brandon Ruth version but it'd been a while and also just the visual style is so different it's it's just a thing with these superhero movies where it's like okay I want to see this different director's take on this and, you know, what does it look like when Superman flies in this one? These trailers very much know what people want to see, but they're just constantly holding it back. And that also, because of that anticipation, makes it that much more exciting when it really, really kicks off. Um, it, it's funny you mentioned about the, the license to music from other movies, which um, I don't know when it became the thing where using soundtracks from movies sort of fell off because definitely, you know, like the, I don't know, 80s and 90s, you have either you know, classic music being used, like Carmina Burana, or, I don't know, music from Romeo and Juliet, or whatever movies, that was sort of the norm, then more, you know, trailer music became a thing, and, you know, dark covers for music. So seeing a trailer with sort of licensed music again, but from a movie, it's just, I know, it's something kind of very classic about it, seeing it that way. And the other thing is that because it is not sort of like capital T trailer music. It's just like, in many cases, just like one cue from beginning to end. It just creates this totally different feel. Whereas, you know, we're used to a lot of trailers which cut three or four pieces of music together. But having this this one, which works all the way from the beginning to the end, just feels uh, sort of extra special. You're kind of like constantly immersed because they're not doing stop downs. Maybe there's like one stop down in, in some cases, but um, just having that, Uh, sort of tension created also by the music just never cutting away um, is pretty unique and very um, very like cinematic
0: I mean I would call that a slow burn a slow burn trailer where you can use the fact that music Traditionally, and especially trailer music, kind of builds, and it kind of you you will have a round of the music, and then the next round will come in, and it will introduce more elements, and then you'll do another round, and that will introduce more elements, and then you have a section maybe where you drop everything out, and it's very sparse, and then you come back even bigger than the last time. It's that dynamics that you need. The benefit to one cue is that you've been on this journey, and you and it hits you every time that it comes back differently, or or more, or bigger, and you have this cumulative effect of wow, I've gone on this journey, and I'm very familiar with this rhythm and it's it's kind of it it is it's a slow burn build and now I'm just kind of swept away and my synapses have been exploded and I don't know what's going on anymore. The downside to that is that what we do often in 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 traders is we're condensing things and we're trying to get a lot of information and tone and feel across. So the benefit to changing a cue and going from one to another is saying okay bank what you've what you've just experienced, and now we're going to do something slightly different and we're going to mix it up and we're going to change the energy. Um, but when you have these big kind of event things where you don't need to do more than say, hey, it's a new Superman movie, um, it's the perfect opportunity or to to do that kind of thing. And, and often other superhero films as well, you know, Avengers Endgame would have that kind of cue where it's, you know, it's one big build cue. And then, yes, you ha- you will have stop downs and things like that to focus on a moment and to give you a break and then and then enjoy it more when it comes back in. But um, it's these kind of movies that he makes. There aren't really any trailers that-, that aren't that. Because even when you have something that isn't as known as a Watchman or Superman or Batman or the Justice League, you still have those incredible visuals. I mean, Sucker Punch, there was stuff in there that you'd never seen before. 300, definitely.
1: Sucker Punch. I'll have to go back and rewatch those because I'm really interested to to see all that stuff that you're talking about. But I mean, my general impression of Sucker Punch, uh, even after watching it uh, for this podcast, is just like, okay, Girls with Swords, Zack Snyder probably watched a lot of anime. <laughs> um, and I guess I would be watching this just for exactly what this trailer is advertising. Because, you know, there's some sort of story in there, it sounds like, about girls trying to get away from this mental institution or something like that i don't really know you know it didn't seem super concerned with trying to explain the story that much they put a little bit in there um but so they just like really yeah focus on the the visuals and the the spectacle of it
0: none of these trailers do if there is any trailer it's kind of dispensed within the first sorry if there is any story it's dispensed within the first minute and it gives you the stakes of what you're about to see and then we can just enjoy the visuals. Even Justice League, you know, you can imagine a a a new Justice League trailer that said, you know, I need to go and put together this team of people and we need this person for this and we need this person for this. But it's not that. It's, you know, it's these big superhero iconic moments like the Hallelujah trailer. Um, when it was kind of announced was, like a lot of these, l- storytelling with the lyrics, although ha- Hallelujah is problematic because, you know, if you really listen to the lyrics of Hallelujah, it's, you know, it's not as on the nose as that Smashing Pumpkins song was for Watchmen. Hallelujah.
1: Either the story or the, just the message of these trailers is just so distilled down to just one thing. Like, either New Superman, that's that's it. Or Justice League, but with Zack Snyder. Like, that's the whole thing. Everything around that, uh, all the plot stuff, really not important. So just since we can focus on this one message, then they can basically have... Carte blanche to just have a bunch of fun with the editing and sort of bask in the, the imagery and the music. In a way, there's like fewer moving parts because there isn't like um, a story where if you tell part of it, maybe people will still be thinking, okay, but what more? And then you, you know, you segue to another music cue and then tell more about the story. And then maybe they might still be wondering, okay, I've seen that too. What else? And then move on to another thing. But since it's so distilled, then a lot of freedom for uh, some very fine trailer editing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's style over substance. Uh, you know, I think with Sucker Punch, people would argue that it's a better a better trailer than it is a movie, probably. And to be honest, I thought Man of Steel was terrible. So, like, <laughs> I mean, and and I hold those trailers in high regard. So, but um, yeah, and it's not even like when we were discussing Christopher Nolan trailers, we talked about how the copy there is the messaging. So, you know, it will distill the idea down to copy. So you can use the copy to, you know, your mind is the scene of the crime that's not happening in these trailers like the trailer the the copy tends to just be pedigree it's like from Zack snyder the director of 300 watchmen and okay here we go here's some cool visuals and get excited um and then so yeah he he's kind of doing a double whammy because he's got his version of justice league coming out which had some some kind of great trailers with great imagery and um it was interesting as like i've never really seen it before but Everything new, I was like, oh, that's new. And uh, everything that was old, I was like, oh, but there's still bits that are of that old movie. So I think they probably were trying to find as much new stuff for those trailers as they they could because it's an existing property. And then also at the same time, he had this Army of the Dead trailer come out, which is something he's done with Netflix. And it's this huge bombastic zombie movie set in Vegas with big pink neon graphics trailer done by Rogue Planet, with I think a kind of Shirley Bassey rescore um, just really kind of top-end, um, lovely graphics, obviously amazing visuals um, and some really lovely sound design. There's one moment in that which just kind of distills how kind of well edited that trailer is for me there's a joke i can't remember what the guy says but in the middle of the joke to kind of the whole thing is in a musical dropout but then as the shot shifts there's this kind of high note reverse suck coin type nose as a kind of suck back that's heavy brother but i dig it um which is something you you do sometimes in a comedy dropout you're you know, dropouts for comedy are quite hard um, to, to know exactly where to say, and now here's the punchline or you drop out for the whole thing. And this is a case where, you know, the whole joke is in the cold, but then you need something to say, and here's the extra, here's the extra thing. So you just have this little like note of sound design, just sort of like punctuate the, the moment, just to punctuate, just to punctuate the moment. And it's obviously not the kind of thing you would normally hear in real life and it's not happening at the same time as a music cue but it's in this trailer language that we all have and you completely buy the fact that it just says oh and pay attention to this next bit and laugh at it or not how did you uh what did you make of uh of army of the dead
1: uh army of the dead trailer i mean i after watching all these uh sort of tour de force Zack snyder uh you know, golden trailer award-winning trailers with all the slow motion and like the really uh, signature Zack Snyder stuff I it just felt more like um, sort of trailers that I'm used to watching it didn't really have that same sort of flair which I mean the the, the movies themselves the movie itself doesn't look like the sort of movie that would warrant it necessarily so um, it didn't make as much of an impression on me it was just kind of like oh, okay you know sometimes there's like a capital Z Zack Snyder movie and then this one feels like, um, I mean, it, it it's you know an evolution probably of you know Dawn of the Dead, which is it was just interesting to see that you know they say director of Man of Steel and Dawn of the Dead, which people at this point might have just forgotten that he did that Dawn of the Dead movie. Which I, when we were about to record this episode, I I had to remind myself too. I'm like, oh right, that was Zack Snyder, which I never saw that movie um
0: release the release dawn of the dead no it is uh, <laughs> it, it is released release the Zack snyder cut of dawn of the dead yeah no it was the no that was my cut <laughs> it was the it was the snyder cut it just wasn't in black and white and four three um so what do you think um if there are any lessons to take away from looking at these i mean obviously that you can't distance yourself from the properties like these are you can only get away i think with this kind of arrogance and um confidence with properties like this and when your visuals are as good as 300 and second punch and you know uh, justice league
1: yeah because i mean if you didn't have that personal investment or prior knowledge of knowing okay this is superman um you know these shots are very indulgent uh, so if it, And I don't know if people would have the patience for, for all this because I think people get frustrated when there is a trailer and it's a little too coy with the details or they're not getting enough story there, for, especially for something new. So I'm not really sure uh, if there's too much valuable information you can take from it other than just like looking at the sort of shots that Zack Snyder makes and how they're well-suited to trailer editing. Just things that are just like a really... Uh, beautifully composed and have interesting motion and sort of punctuation within a shot is the sort of thing that, you know, will make it into a selects reel for a trailer editor. Um, I was thinking, um, you, you've talked before about when you're breaking down visuals, you will just watch the movie without sound um, and, you know, gather shots. I, I feel like that for a lot of these Zack Snyder movies that the visuals string would just be quite long because not just because it's slow motion but um because just his whole thing is to just make very very pretty shots like all the time i mean i granted i haven't watched a zack snyder movie in a while because i mean i'm sort of on the boat with you i i think they're pretty but they're kind of unmemorable for me past that but uh my general sense is that there's still you know lots and lots of cool shots that work well for really epic trailers um and just look at um, you know, the, the the internal punctuation, composition, and motion that is created in C. I'm thinking game trailers right now because with games, you you make your own shots. Um, so it's when you're making, making a movie trailer, you're going to get what you get. And you can't really say, like, well, when you're working on this game, which is, or this when you're working on this movie, which is not a Zack Snyder movie, then take this advice. I don't think you can necessarily do that
0: yeah i mean actually speed ramps themselves are a very interesting tool because you know we've talked in the past about accents and an accent doesn't have to be a gun cock or a hit or an accent or someone opening a can or whatever like an accent you can make it visually yourself with you know you have this big hit which you've cleared it's musical you've got no dialogue happening at the same time of it if you're being a good trailer editor and but you don't necessarily want to have a kind of moment of and that of someone getting hit in the face or something and so you can kind of sp- a lot of uh, people speed ramp to uh t- like a landscape like if you've got a long tracking zoom shot you can kind of speed ramp into it and, and uh, although that's kind of done less because i think it's very kind of self-conscious and i think weirdly zach snyder can still get away with it but yeah that's something you can you can do to to you know kind of ramp up to that hit and then and then go to the to the slow mo at that point as well.
1: Yeah. I think one bit of advice would just be like when you have pretty looking shots, let them be pretty looking shots. Don't worry about like oh am I not cutting enough? Is this shot on for too long? Like if it's really pretty, um it can be enough to carry people. And I think another reason that a lot of these trailers are so much fun to watch and rewatch is because they um do a lot of showing but not telling. And that's just very refreshing to not just have wall-to-wall dialogue in a trailer, which not to say that's always bad, but it is something sort of refreshing to just feel like the trailer isn't trying to, like, cram information into your head. It's just sort of, like, sort of standing back and confidently showing you that it's, you know, nice and pretty and uh, has something to, to show without... Um, being too like aggressive or salesy necessarily even though I described it earlier as like car commercials but
0: yeah but also you you may not have the opportunity to do that in other things that aren't Zack Snyder movies like I'm trying to think of the amount of you know like yes my short breakdowns may be low because chances are in a movie that's cut tight there aren't big John Woo style you know, m- moments of you know the visual montage, kind of mo- slow moments where you just let the visuals breathe, and maybe there's a cue behind them. You know, th- things are cut tight and and to to get to the next point of the story. So you don't have the, the breadth of visuals in isolation that you do um in Zack Snyder movies. He makes good movies for making great trailers.
1: Yes, he's he's good at directing shots for trailers
0: this is what we said about my michael bay as well and you talked about the fetishization of, of these characters and like a car, a car commercial and it's what michael michael bay does as well so you know you get very good um when michael bay slows down for a nice slow moment and doesn't just kind of cut every two seconds no not two seconds every 20 frames or whatever,
1: whatever yeah does. long shots in movies are really good for trailers because they just give you something to put a bunch of dialogue underneath or to like, you know, if a trailer dialogue refers to like a certain character. Um, then you just have this hero shot of this character that's in 240 frames per second, slow motion or whatever. Um, and you don't have to worry like, oh man, the shot's going to end like a second early and i got to have to cut to something else because this dialogue's not done yet. Yeah.
0: Or shot IDs as well. Like you, you, you don't have to, yeah, you, you're going to have some shot IDs. And probably when you're doing TV spots, you know, like and digital, some places to put some nice looking graphics integrated because you can have these, you can have these amazing shots. It's a yeah. Again, it's just a gift for a trailer editor. All right. Well, so that was our the Snyder released the Snyder cut down, Um, and it's great to be back. And hopefully, you all found us and we all popped back in the usual places. Um, and hopefully this means that we'll be back more regularly and it's uh, it's good to catch up. And let us know if you have anything that you want us to dive into, anything that's happened over the last year, any trailers you've seen that you you thought, oh, I'd really like to kind of dive into the, the artistry behind that and how that was created and why that existed in that way.
1: Yeah. And I also, um, within the last year, I think when we weren't around, I had some people contacting me and I'm sure some people probably contacted you saying, hey, there's a podcast coming back. Um, I have some people that I would like to do some more interviews with. I have like a, a sound mixer that I'd like to talk to and I made contact with a trailer editor from India. I think that would be really cool to talk to uh, someone in Bollywood see what trailer editing is like is over there. But yeah hopefully we'll be we're back and we'll have more regular episodes for you um, If you have questions you can t- contact us at cutdown at idlethumbs.net. We're on Twitter at cutdowncast and I am at Derek underscore Lou. and I'm at Rick Thomas. We're part of the Idle Thumbs Network. And if you'd like, please join us on the Idle Thumbs forums to discuss this week's episode. And also, if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on the Apple Podcast uh, Store and tell your friends. And we want to give a thank you to our friends at Twisted Jukebox for our intro music. Thanks for listening.